good Saturday evening and welcome to another edition of the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies. With me as always, can't do it without him. The people's choice, the people's champ, the man, Don Rodriguez. Oh, I can't get the myth, the legend. I guess I'll just have to take that. That's, that's good enough. I understand. <laughs> I, I only mean, get twenty five percent billing. I get it. What, I get it. What, you're, you're already the main event, the icon, and the showstopper. I mean, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, okay. All right, you left all that out though, but okay, that's all right. <laughs> that's why I just threw it in there. It's, it's a good thing uh, we're here for another power hour on the mothership. We'll see if we can actually make it a power hour because Lord knows, you know, one of them tangents pop off is about to go crazy, especially since. Uh, I'm currently in the background looking at the Deportes channel on some uh, good old 2005 AAA. And my man LaParca just rolled up in there doing his thing as uh, the former retired chairman of WCW. But that's 2005. Let's jump into the modern times of 2019 for a little bit longer before we get to uh, the year of the double dub. So... Might as well go back to the front lines like it always is, like it always has been, and talk about some AEW versus NXT. And that's going to be the main focus of the front lines uh, this segment, just because we've got some other stuff we're going to twist up and, and talk about that will encompass Raw, SmackDown, and everything else. So, going back to the grading of NXT and AEW, I guess might as well start with uh, NXT because uh, the biggest thing that kind of, I guess you could say, was what under the radar of televised importance was the return of Mauro Ranallo to the announce table. And it was, it was good to hear his voice. Nothing against um, Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness, but that that's the team right there. That's the team that you want to hear, Nigel Morrow and Beth. And they actually opened up with uh, Killian Dane versus Pete Dunn until the Undisputed Era came out and started doing what they do best, talking trash, taking credit, only to set up for Keith Lee to come out and clear the ring, setting up for Tommaso Ciampa to make his appearance too. So it was a, a story-building beginning to the show, and then from there, you had some good matches. Shayna Baszler actually wrestled Zia Lee. Uh, the Forgotten Sons came out against uh, Alan and Leon. Um, and then we had, I, I don't know if it was supposed to, it wasn't really a match per se. It was more like just a retribution beatdown um, on Dakota Kai by Mia Yim, which was set up by Rhea Ripley. Uh, Cassius Ono had his... Uh, I guess rubber match basically uh, what you lost uh, to Matt Riddle. Kushida came back and wrestled Cameron Grimes. And then for uh, the main event, we had Undisputed Era versus Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, and Dai Jakovic. So that's pretty much NXT and the nutshell. I call it, I guess you could say a. Uh, to me, it was another story-building show, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, sometimes you just got to build the plot line to get things moving and set things up. Um, since they're just still coming off of Survivor Series, so they had that high. And now 
you just rolling in a good one just to make sure that you had it. All the matches were good. So that it was, there was no issues and stuff like that match wise. Um, but overall, uh, if I had to grade it, um, I'd kind of give it uh, kind of like a B plus. That was just, uh, you know, I don't know if they didn't want to throw too much over excitement. I mean, Keith Lee is extremely over right now. He is the bell of the ball, so to speak. So it's almost like they built the show for the most part around Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa was playing support. Dijakovic was playing uh, support for the common thread throughout the show. But I don't know. It's, yeah, you know, it's about a B, B plus. Uh, what do you think? I got to give it an A minus. I don't really? know. I, I, after Survivor Series, NXT has been on fire. I got to give it an A. My own reason why I'm not giving it an A plus, because I, I just I I can honestly deal with another hour of NXT. Give me three hours of NXT. They have enough talent. They got a lot of talent. I mean, but now once you get talent called up, you got to replenish the roster. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, g- g- give me that. Give me all that. I want that. Well, anything's possible. But for me, the reason why it got the B plus is because I don't think they were expecting AEW to come as strong as they did. And AEW was man <laughs> i'm just going before i even get into what the hell happened let's just call a spade a spade right now they got a plus period period but if we're going to talk about the space let's talk about what they opened with so we opened with a, a story builder in nxt but man we had what could be to some you know a contender for aew match of the year with the young bucks and dustin rhodes Versus the inner circle being Santana and Ortiz and uh, Sammy. And once again, we talked about it multiple times. Dustin Rhodes is pretty much fine wine. Because with age, he's gotten better. We saw him do a Canadian destroyer. We saw him jump off the top rope. I mean, Dustin was matching pace with the Young Bucks, and still had the the comedic timing or the storytelling timing to have the break in the action, and Sammy standing there wondering what's going on after he delivered uh, to Santana and Ortiz to snap uh, a twisting uh, body slam. And then he's, you know, pausing, like, I gotta catch my breath, and Sammy's just standing there waiting. You know, it was almost a callback to to me when I would see Ric Flair look at the ref after he's uh, taking a beat and just yell time, and, and and the ref is checking his clock. It's like, what the heck is going on here? You know, but it's just that that ring general, you know, overall uh, a prowess and 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 you know, just great storytelling. I I was I basically put in my notations just Dustin Wow, he did, man, you know, I almost was like Cody who? <laughs> That's how good it was. Because it was just a hell of a great match. Different costume. I mean, from the, the overall feel and the, the, the Twitter response was through the roof. Everybody was just enjoying and loving the beginning to AEW. I've even seen some uh, messages saying, now that's how you open a show. You know, get, my breath is blown away. AEW, just all those good, good praise and good vibes. So that was a great start 
to the show. And then we had uh, Ray Flores versus Trent. Um, Cody's interview was, was pretty much still on point, uh, setting things up for the future against uh, hopefully his match with MJF. And it was almost uh, a good callback or a good Ric Flair-esque moment where he's talking about, I'm putting my shoes out, my wallet out, this, this, this briefcase full of cash out. You name the stipulation, MJF. Let's go ahead and get this fight going. Uh, still kind of weirded out by the Dark Order. I haven't, I don't know, they don't have me yet. Uh, Nyla Rose came in, had a squash match with Leva Bates. And then we get to, once again, the man of the hour, Liz Champion, Chris Jericho, which we've gone from the list of Jericho, well, the list of the list of Jericho, to the lexicon of Le Champion. <laughs> and he just started naming people that he's not going to face, which the common thread was Moxley uh, throughout that until uh, Luchasaurus, Marco Stud, and Jun- Jungle Boy came out and set up uh, Jericho versus Jungle Boy on the last, I guess, live show of the year for both brands, actually, NXT and AEW, which is going to be December 18th. Then after that, we had uh, Hikaru Shida versus uh, Chris Deadlander, which led to uh, Awesome Kong coming out with Brandy. Still kind of, I don't know what the hell's going on with that, to be honest, you know, as they're calling it the Nightmare Collective, which, uh, I don't know. But Cody's response to the whole thing is, is more funnier than trying to figure out what the heck they're leading towards. Uh, Chris Daniels faced Pentagon Jr. Moxley faced Joey Janela. Um, so, I mean, overall, I may be missing a couple matches there, uh, but uh, uh, Ray versus Trent was a barn burner. That could have been match of the night uh, easily. That's how good that match was out of nowhere. And that was just coming off of another major match being the first one. So I thought the pace was great. The audio was pretty much on point this time. Uh, word on the street was that it was more so the, the, the TNT feed opposed to Sky Sports and everything else. So we'll see what's going on with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I had to give AEW an a, a plus because the action, the timing, the flow, everything pretty much kept you on the edge of your seat wanting to see what was going to happen, how it was going to play out. It was just a, a well-produced show. That's me. Well, what you's got? I, I, I told you before uh, we, we we came on air that I had a question for you, John Cena. Well, I mean that's the answer to most questions. Okay, all right. Well, but now this question, knowing what I know about you, and we're, we're talking close to 20 years. Matter of fact, no bull. February 2020 will be 20 years. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, man. BJ getting old. Uh, (laughs) He is. (laughs) But knowing what I know about you, how many bottles of a (laughs) bubbly did you buy? None yet. None yet. 
I, I was I was debating because uh, uh, yeah yeah I wasn't gonna open the problem is I would never open it. The only reason why I didn't order any, I know it's gonna sound bad, is I don't like the label. Not what? the brand, the the label. I I think they phoned it in on that the imagery on the label. I know that's being real nitpicky, but if I'm gonna get two bottles of some bubbly I, that I know I'm never gonna drink, I want the label to look good. They got a pop. Yeah, so it, it, they they could have given me a little bit more higher quality Jericho. I know that sounds sad. I know that's extra mark, but I really wanted to see just just, just a better label on it, and then I'd be happy. Man, I know, I, man. I know it's sad. When I see tragic. It. The first thing I thought is, I wonder how many bottles he's going to buy. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought the same thing. I said, you know what? I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to buy a bottle, but I probably never open it. Now, I'm secretly stalking the, um, the AEW championship. And I sent Cody uh, a, a Twitter tweet about the fact that there's no ringtones. Or there's no music on Apple Music from the entrance me- entrance themes, which hint hint hint. Hopefully, he saw it because that's a revenue stream, and all you have to do is just put the music you already have on, so it's not costing any extra money. But uh, yeah, I would kind of like to, uh, you know, I already have Judas, but I, I wouldn't mind getting a, the Best Friends theme, and then I don't know, maybe the Lucha Bros is pretty good. Young Bucks, I mean, they've got they've got some great music that uh, these superstars are coming out to and they are not on I don't know about Android. I mean, you could get it off of Android. That's the glory of Android. You can kind of just rip it and make it happen. I could. I just have to have an audio stream of it to do through this app that I have for iTunes, but I have to have it, which the problem is it doesn't exist unless you get it probably from YouTube. Somebody probably did one of those funky YouTube recordings, but I don't want that because you still got a little bit of distortion. I want it if I'm playing it through my uh, my beats, I want to hear everything, and not that uh, that white noise distraction. But that's a side note. Yeah, who knows? The spirit may move me. We still got time. See, if you had but an I'm, Android, I could make it for you. Yeah, I would like a different thing. I know, I know, it's slacked on it, but that's a cheapness in me because the only reason why I was Android for a while. Until they're like, yeah, we give you an iPhone for free. Free? Yeah, okay. And that was it. <laughs> Upgrade time, free iPhone. That's pretty much how that played out. <laughs> so we'll see what the free one is this time. If it's, uh, you know, uh, Google something, well, I'll be just like Eminem. Guess who's back? Back again. I'm back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yeah, you know how I go. <laughs> yeah, I, I do because I listened to that whole album the other day at work. I listened to it from beginning to end. And I was like, God, I forgot how good this was. Speaking of whole albums, I posted something on my Facebook that had the the top charting uh, Billboard uh, musicians from 1969 up to 2019. Did you see that? No. You need to go back. You need to go back uh, on my uh, Facebook feed and and take a look at that. It is eye-opening 
as you're scrolling through um, and a good telltale sign of the, the state of music and the state of the country at that point. Once you hit 1980, 1990, 2001, 08, and 2013, you just see who's, who was dominating. And one of the obvious ones, well, a couple of obvious ones, you know, is going to be there. You're going to, I'm not going to spoil you when, but, you know, you had the Beatles, uh, you had Michael Jackson, you even get to see uh, some people move up to the top, like Madonna, um, Elton John, Whitney Houston, Drake, mm. Eminem, uh, Taylor Swift almost got up there, but yeah, they knocked her down real quick. But yeah, go back through and, and watch that. Uh, and I mean, it's, it, it maybe takes two minutes or so just to go from the entire timeline, but just looking at it and they're like, oh man, when so-and-so come in and then, you know, the right person, when they ping in, you just see it just like, oh my God. That yeah, bar I just watched is Elton number John. one for a long time. Are oh, you looking at it now? Yeah, I just I just yeah. watched Elton John go all the way to the top. Jeez, yeah. and he went but, up there quick. Yeah, but you'll see the the, the bouncing up and down. But trust me, I said once you get to to eighty, <laughs> you, you can you know see what's going on. But like I said, it's a real interesting look at really the state of the world and and uh, the the U.S. because it's U.S. Billboard, um, and you can pretty much dial in how the world was reacting to social situations based off of who was leading the charts in music. So at least that's how I looked at it. It was, it was pretty eye-opening. But that's just something, you know, to, to go ahead and thumb out there and, and take a look at. But overall, I'd say, in my opinion, uh, the front lines, the overall winner was AEW, in my opinion. Uh, NXT was a close second. I'm not saying either one of them were bad shows. I just think that AEW brought the fire this week. Now, last week, I was very critical coming off of Survivor Series that if this was last week's show, oh, man, they would have showed that they can show up and dominate immediately after WWE has controlled that Chicago area for about a week and a half worth of programming produced from there, all the campaigns and everything else that's going on. So, you know, they, they didn't make the mark last week, but this week it was spot on. What about you? I say it every week we do this. AEW gets better week in and week out. It's always little tweaks and things they, they fix. But I'm giving it to AEW, not taking anything away from NXT. But NXT, only thing I want to see more of NXT, I want to see just the natural talent that they've been giving us. Mm -hmm. And just because they got talent that can kill the show. And now you got Tommaso Ciampa. He's back off of injury. You really don't need Finn Balor down there. But <laughs> uh, uh What's my man? Uh, dang, of course I can't think of his name right now. I'm I'm drawing a blank. I'm brain farting. What's it look like? Uh, 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 gave uh Roman Reigns gave the props to it at the end of Survivor Series. What's his name? Oh, uh, Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee. I, I don't know. Limitless. I, I, had, I had Buddy Lee on my mind. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. It's been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. I am currently very very sore, but 
Yeah, it was so You'll long. Think. You out there cutting videos, uh, talking about Mike Vick and all that stuff. They pissed you off. Yeah, like, man, what the heck is going on in the Amazon world? Yeah, I had to, I had to stand up for a fellow human being being railroaded. But I, I don't even want to get into it because I just calmed down because I, I, I just, I just made another video. So, but. I would like to see more of him and then they polish him and then, hey, let him put a crew together and continue this invasion thing with Raw and SmackDown. And it's just a fight for brand supremacy. So if you want to talk about a fight, uh, Alberto El Patron versus Tito Ortiz, that's going to be a fight. I haven't seen Tito that fired up since uh, him uh, getting ready to brawl with Chuck Liddell. Mm. But then again, that's not good for Alberto El Patron, a.k.a. Alberto Del Rio, because a fired-up Tito Ortiz, man, all I'm expecting is some uh, some team punishment, ground and pound, and then he's over there uh, covering up the grave at the end. <laughs> I believe it. But when we come back, we're about to take a quick break pay uh, three and a half uh, cents worth of bills and then we're going to talk about storylines and we'll see what we think is the best storyline at the moment that'll pretty much carry us into 2020 so we'll see how that's going to play out we'll be back And just like that, we are back. <sighs> you ready? Storylines. Storylines is going to take us into 2020. Are you ready? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm guessing. Are you ready? <sighs> 2019. End of the year. Best storylines. Let's talk about it. We'll go over all the storylines, and then we'll decide which one is the one that really is going to we're looking forward to driving us in the 2020. So here's what we got. Lashley, Rusev, and Lana. Coming up this Monday, they are going to be, quote-unquote, getting divorced. But we've seen some inappropriate kissing monsters called the freak nasty <laughs> the way they were going at it we've seen rusev get hauled off arrested we just got finished seeing lana and lashley getting hauled off uh arrested we've seen fake pregnancies they've covered pretty much the gambit of everything that's been going on so this is the hottest storyline on Raw. And that's saying a lot, considering that this is driving a narrative, because think about it, I don't recall seeing Becky Lynch. At all. So, we don't know where the man is right now, what the man's up to, but mm. this is keeping the viewership and everything driving forward. So, that's the first one. 
I mean, you have any thoughts on it before I talk about uh, the next major storyline that's active? Uh, one of my favorite storylines is Delana Rusev Lashley Triangle. Uh, I, I I like it because I, I want to see Rusev just really go off, and I think this is what's needed. So I want to see him turn back into the Bulgarian brute. So and but I, as a heel, or you want him to to uh, stay face. I wouldn't care if he destroyed everybody in his path. Heel face indifferent. Just destroy everybody you come across. Just dominance. That's what I want to see. Okay. All right. So that's the first one. Number two is uh, down in NXT land. Undisputed Era and their beef with pretty much at this moment, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Finn Balor. And that one, that led to war games. Let's just get that out the way. And we can throw in Dijakovic uh, for the war games. But you have the story of Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa's trying to get back Goldie. But then you had the returning Finn Balor looking to get his championship back. You have Keith Lee that has just exploded through the roof and pretty much will be going against um, Roderick Strong probably for the North American Championship unless him and Dijakovic decide they want to team and go and take the NXT Tag Championships away from the Undisputed Era. So either way, there's a, a potential for the Undisputed Era to lose everything or to keep everything and work through the year of um, being undisputed, as they said would come with the prophecy of them holding all the championships, with the exception of the women's, which I still think they need a women's a woman in the undisputed era to really hold all the championships, which who knows, that could be Rhea Ripley down the road. So that's number two, and that's, that's two back-to-back heavy ones. Um, and that's already hard to decide on which one we would want to see move forward. What were you, you going to say? You overcook, <laughs> you, you, you overcooking my grits there, partner. <laughs> Jeez, man. Anything that involves Adam Cole, baby, baby. uh, Tommaso Ciampa, like, I know what's going, I, I don't know, I it's gonna be gold, and just to see how it how it all pans out is gonna be freaking awesome. But now, if uh, they turn into NXT's version of the Four Horsemen and get all the gold, <sighs> I think we called that a long time ago, didn't we? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say we. I think you called that a long time ago. You were there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always there. You know, I feel kind of creepy standing in the corner when titles are being created. And I'm just looking over. I'm like Eugene looking over the bookcase. Well, you know, don't be, just don't be slapping booty. You know, that's going to be kind of weird. But hey, man, you need to keep your hands to yourself. 
pretty much. <laughs> pretty daggone much. Um, so here's number three. Shayna Baszler just mentioned it versus Rhea Ripley. And that's shaping up to go one of two ways. That could go into WrestleMania weekend and that takeover. Uh, and set up Shayna Baszler transitioning over to Raw or SmackDown. Or Shayna can stay in NXT for a while, and then Rhea Ripley catches the L. So that's one that has some strong WrestleMania potential, or WrestleMania weekend potential. So that can cross over easily into 2020 without question. But then, well, do you, you want to comment on that one? No, no, no. Keep going, because okay. I, I mean, Rhea Ripley. I'm just, I, I, that's another one I'm falling in love with on, on many different levels. Yeah. Then we jump over into AEW, and in AEW, the big one right now. One of the big ones is Cody Rhodes versus MJF. So because of MJF, Cody can no longer challenge for the heavyweight championship, period. Because of MJF, Cody, I would just say overcompensated for a uh, <laughs> a plancha outside the ring that led to a scar. MJF has declared he's not going to wrestle Cody. MJF has an enforcer, so Cody's going to need backup. We don't know what pay-per-views are going to look like, but I would imagine they're going to have something major leading into WrestleMania weekend or after uh, WrestleMania something. So that could be the big payoff opportunity there for whatever they're doing in 2020. So there's a lot of avenues that you can go to really stretch that out because Cody also has to deal with Bunny, Butcher and a Blade, and that could factor in with what uh, is happening and the MJF partnership where they could tag with MJF and that would put Cody and the Young Bucks in a six-man uh, tag. We'll see how that plays out. So you've got that in AEW. Also on AEW is just two words, sums up the whole opportunity, Chris Jericho. That's, that's all you need to say. I the thought champion. you was going Yeah, that's why I thought she was going. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so Chris Jericho is the highlight reel, pun intended. Chris Jericho is the, 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 the storyline that keeps on giving from, you know, he's like, the, the Midas right now. He has a catchphrase that just all over the place. And now a beverage. The inner circle. The lexicon of Le Champion. The Le Champion. <laughs> and uh, bringing the pain maker over uh, that persona from Japan. So 2020 is potentially the year of Jericho. I mean, this, this what third of a year has been the, 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 the third of Jericho 
at this moment. And that, you could just clock that because AEW would not be AEW if it wasn't for Chris Jericho. So that is the number one best signing that they have done to date. Let me ask you this. Do you think, well, now I'm not even going to say do you think. Did you see this coming? Not even 20 years ago when he came over to WWE, did did you see his staying power being like this five years ago? Oh, yeah. Because he's he's always had his finger on the pulse. And he didn't have to re... And the WWE didn't have to reinvent his character. He just kept evolving what his character entailed. Even the best friend's angle with him and Kevin Owens. You know, that was... You just playing the right roles at the right time to, to, to grow, but also as great support to who he is uh, in a program with. So, yeah. I mean... I would say the same effect, I can say confidently, if WCW exists, still exists, and never went under, and Jericho went over, well, at that point, went up north, and then came back to WCW, he would still have the same top billing that he has in AEW. Because mm. WCW now, if this far, would be the equivalent of, you know, Sting would need somebody to play off of. Booker would need somebody to play off of. Um, we'll say Ring of Honor probably wouldn't be as hot and heavy as it is now. So Jay Lethal could be there. Uh, AJ Styles could be there, uh, depending on who's running it. Um, you know, Rey Mysterio could have went back. Uh, Cody could have went back. Dustin could have went back. Flair could have went back. So instead of going to TNA, Flair could have wrestled again in WCW. So all mm-hmm. those things would have happened. So Jericho could have come over and left from being Y2J to a guaranteed multi-multi-million dollar contract in WCW and would be the same effectiveness as it is right now in the upstart still of AEW. I confidently could just say that. Because that's just he is, in my opinion, probably the third biggest person to transcend wrestling as a whole. Now, in the hierarchy, I still say Hogan is number one because there wouldn't be opportunities for number two being a rock if it wasn't for Hogan. If Hogan wasn't in Rocky. If Hogan didn't have Thunder in Paradise. If Hogan wasn't hosting uh, American Gladiators. You know, if Hogan wasn't uh, a cultural phenomenon that was all over the place and rock and roll and and television appearances and all these different things. If that didn't exist, you wouldn't have Dwayne The Rock Johnson having the movie success that he has now. Wouldn't have happened. Because that had been no strong, true trailblazer to go through and open that opportunity and mainstream for it to be like, oh, well, yeah, wrestlers can act. They, they're they acting, you know, technically, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't have happened. But to be opinion. honest, to, to, to be honest and to put it in perspective, when you, when you put uh, The Rock and Hulk Hogan in the same stratosphere, I, I'm just saying this because this is the way it looks. 
it looked like uh, Hogan was the was the prototype, right? But The Rock is what came out the second go round that was port and polished and shined up really really good, and now he's a box office darling. Yeah, ha- has not had one bad movie yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Name it one. may not have been may not have been a bad movie per se, but it didn't go over and wasn't really this uber blockbuster that some have been. Um, uh, oh gosh, was that San Andreas? Wasn't like the 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 uber blockbuster. I mean, it was good. That's because it had to run up against a few things. Next, well, not only that, but you know, it was in that same day after tomorrow feel. You know, just another rehash of that. The other one was um, the Tooth Fairy. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Cut it and out. And then the other one was um, the one with, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Where he had the daughter and they were playing football. Um, the, game the, playing? Yeah, game playing. Yeah, good movie. Pettis. It was a good. It was a good movie, but it wasn't one of those uber blockbusters. That's when he was pretty much pulling a Sam Jackson. If it's a good role enough, I'll do it. Good role enough, I'll do it just to get the get the recognition and get your name out there. Wait, time out. But I mean, I'm just talking about box office numbers. I'm oh, not talking about, you oh, know, like I said, I like the movies, but box office wise, they oh, oh. they didn't explode. Hold on. Don't you I'm be going stop. pulling numbers. Don't you nope, be going nope. pulling numbers. I'm pulling because... numbers. I don't have to. Because the game plan was the greatest movie next to Space Jam. Are you shiggity in me? I just love the movie. But Space Jam is the greatest movie of all time. Did he just break, well, until Space Jam 2 comes out and you'll be like, Space LeBron Jam, killed it. Nope. Space Jam 2 will be trash because you do not go back and touch a classic. Classic. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, do you not live in 2019 modern era? And that's all they do is go back and touch classics. Like, what are we going to do? Oh, man. Uh, we can create something new. Uh... We can remaster it, or we can reboot something. I don't know. Which one's going to cost the most money? Rebooting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, let's reboot it. Like, but why? Why are you remaking stuff that doesn't need to be remade, and the stuff that needs to be remade, not because it was bad, but because you would like to see it with a modern touch, nobody's doing Makes no sense. That's movies, video games, all kind of stuff. But exactly, Space Jam. Either way, and I'm a LeBron James fan. Love LeBron James, but I'm against it. See it for the Looney Tunes. No, no, because you can't do Space Jam too, because the first Space Jam we had the Nerd Lux, and we had the Monstars Anthem. If you hit, I hit them hot. Man, ain't nothing gonna be better than that. And that was an all-star pass on that. See, the problem is it took too long. That's the same thing. There's only been one movie of recent time that took too long to come out that engulfed the fame and excitement and, and, and greatness that the first one was. And that was The Incredibles. And yes. we're talking about animated style movies because we waited 13 years for Incredible 2. And it did not disappoint at all. And it took place right after Incredibles 1. 
in reference to storyline purposes. A close second to that, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Frozen 2 still is up in the air. Well, we'll, well, we'll keep the ball rolling to see how that's going to play out. My, 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 my daughter wouldn't agree with that because she loved Frozen 2. That's all she's been talking about like the last three, four days. And she's seen it like two weeks ago. Here's, here's the, the, the testament of how good Frozen 2 is. If in February of 2020, it's not re-released with a sing-along version, it's not Eclipse in the First. Okay. That's the same that's, thing. That, that's the litmus test right there. Because Frozen 1, next thing you know, is out of theaters. Yeah, we're releasing it with a single. What the heck? So now the kids are going to be reading Let It Go. Mom, what does that say? Let it go. Let it go. The, the parents are singing the song at that point, too. It was, it was crazy. Kids still singing the song. Believe. It comes on. The whole world stops when Indina starts singing a song. And then everybody, it just happens. Yeah. It's been on Just Dances and, you know, all kind of stuff. You know, they're singing it on uh, America's Got Talent, all this craziness. It is what it is. But we'll see. Because they don't need to, do in that instance, do better than they need to, to equal. That'll balance out that franchise. And then they could go do a TV series on Disney+. Plus. But I'm still saying Chris Jericho third after The Rock because Jericho may not be out there doing all these movies and all that stuff uh, at the level of The Rock but Fozzie has been killing it for years yeah that's what I was about to say he, he has something he has so, something that most he's got stuff have. yeah he has as he said back in the day it yeah <laughs> remember yeah. those promos uh-huh. it. <laughs> what? that's it it's just it the but intangible. How, how many sports entertainers, athletes, have successful musical careers? Not a lot. And, Except for Elias. <laughs> <laughs> and a rock. Because we did have pie. Uh, he didn't do anything oh, else. And we also, oh, no, it doesn't matter. And he is, you know, as Maui. But, um... You, you know what, that that, that was the, the, the uh, the one thing that was underappreciated about Mr. Dwayne Johnson always has been, and that's his singing voice. Oh yeah. Uh, well, how many? He, he was a pre- the predecessor to uh, uh, Elias. Because how many yeah. times did The Rock break out the the uh, guitar and just start singing an Elvis tune or something? Yeah. Smackdown Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that? Him and Stone Cold singing uh, Margaritaville. Yep. Still one of my favorite moments. So I, I I don't know. I just love to see them two in the ring cutting up because they are absolute clowns together. And don't throw in Mick Foley with it. I, I would imagine that after Goldberg uh, um, for his new uh, show on a uh, network, The Rock is going to be in there somewhere. He may be the last one of that season, but The Rock is going to be in because you start with the Undertaker. You got if you're going to start strong, you got to in epic. Yeah. So so The Rock has to be. But you, you got you you got to put. The Rock in it because the stories that them two can tell being oh, yeah. on the road together, going from battling for the Intercontinental Championship, and and that wasn't easy because you had to throw Triple H in there, you had to throw X Pac in there, mm-hmm. you had to throw Mark Henry in there, D'Lo Brown, you had to throw a lot of 
different variables in there. And then those three go on to battle for the WWF championship. And it they carried the attitude era. Oh, yeah. When The Undertaker took his hiatus, Shawn Michael was hurt. Was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. They carried the attitude era. Well, and let's, Shawn- no, take it a step further. They carried the attitude. Not even just the era, they carried the attitude. And Agreed. then you started filtering in your Kurt Angles and CM Punk's and, um, you know, uh, at one point, Dolph Ziggler, you know, it was just, they just kept ushering in. And then we got the John Cena's and the Batista's and the Edge's uh, on the solo run. And it just kept going from there. And I'll still say Vicky Guerrero, because she is still, in my opinion, the number one heel in all the sports entertainment. I know that's a big statement. Yeah, but, but when you hear that, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Skin bubbles. You're so mad. So much heat. Period. And, but when it, when you get that feeling, all I can say is Vicky did her job. Yep. Absolutely amazing. That's why I love her. Mm-hmm. I love Vicky because of that. Because to she incite a whole crowd? Exactly. At the level that a rock would incite a crowd as a heel? Uh, Come on now. That's that's typically unheard of outside of the OG 80s and 70s when people was, you know, getting death threats and we don't even mm-hmm. know how we're going to be able to make it out the arena. <laughs> you know, Lord knows the horsemen had that level heat when they uh, uh, broke, uh, was it Dusty Rose leg? Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. Who was that? Somebody said they had so much heat they had to ride out in the trunk of the car. Oh, yeah. Because you couldn't play around with that. That's that's insanity. Matter of fact, it was The Rock. When they did a Table for Three with uh, Ron Simmons, Mark Henry, and uh, one comma Mustafa. Uh, <laughs> former tag team partner of The Undertaker. <laughs> so much. But so much. They talked about how they had to put him in the trunk to leave and just to get back to the hotel and park in the underground garage for him to get out mm-hmm. because he had so much heat at the time. And it, it, it's yeah. absolutely Sergeant amazing. Slaughter had that much heat. Yeah. He uh, defected over it. Man, that was lightning in a bottle right there. Him and General Adnan. Like, man, it's like, I can't understand this because I'm watching you on G.I. Joe and now I'm watching you on the WWE and you're like, oh, God. I swear, I was just waiting for SARS to be like, and Cobra Law, like, oh, God, no. He really has changed. So, yeah. But I'll tell you one thing. The ultimate heel turn, everybody wanted John Cena to heel turn and and see what would happen. If Hacksaw Jim Duggan would have heel turn, Mm -hmm. oh, he probably would have got killed. I'm not wishing on anybody, but I'm saying there have been some shots fired. If he would have... For Hacksaw not to chant USA, if you would have chanted any other country, oh, man, they would have lost their minds. Now, people don't think about stuff like that, but Hacksaw, you know, was, you know, consummate America. Period. But going back to the list. So we just mentioned Chris Jericho. The next one, Hurt or Heal, it doesn't matter. The Fiend versus The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Because The Miz got his taste of mental manipulation this past Friday. 
with uh, the Fiend interjecting, still saying, well, I'm sorry, Bray interjecting, saying that the Fiend is not done playing with uh, Daniel Bryan. But then when Miz got attacked, he was attacked by Bray Wyatt. So, again, layers upon layers upon layers of the character showing that the Fiend doesn't always have to show up to do a run-in or a beat-down or something. It can be Bray just on GP. Mm-hmm. But then we have the Daniel Bryan aspect. And the big payoff is going to be the Fiend versus the power of the Yes Movement. And we saw how strong the Yes Movement is, not just in a storyline, because that Occupy thing, we know is, you know, that's just a work. They, they knew who was getting in the ring and all that stuff. That wasn't like college level or uh, NHL level or sometimes NFL level where everybody's just rushing the field. It wasn't that. I wish it was because that would have been epic if it was real people going over the guardrail and they just let it happen organically. That would have been amazing. But we've seen the yes chance at arenas, at various sports events. We've seen it in the high schools. We've seen it in graduate uh, graduation ceremonies. It's it's that thing. And as fans, we've been waiting a while to have Daniel Bryan partake in the, the yes chant. And it was Bray Wyatt that brought it out. So whatever Daniel's going to look like when he reemerges in 2020, because I would not bring him back uh, anytime sooner than that. I would keep milking it with the Miz to get the payoff in the beginning of the year to start the road because that is WrestleMania match, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. You got to run with that because it is it is shaping up to be that thing. Um, even if it's Daniel Bryan and a Miz versus the Fiend, however, but that is shaping up to be something. But that that that's a transcending moment for the yes chant to be re-interjected in because you have a heel that strong that in storytelling purposes, regular Daniel Bryan can't be. But we know what the yes chants and the yes movement can do and how that can motivate Daniel Bryan over Brock Lesnar. So we're saying that the yes chant obviously by default can beat Brock Lesnar is really what you, if you think about it in that terminology and that perspective. So if you would have brought the yes chat back, yeah, he would have beat Brock period, but you have to bring the yes chant back in order for him to survive the fiend. I'll let you go with that now. Whew. <clears throat> You, you you always want me to follow up some 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 heavy heavy stuff. Um, That's heavy storyline, man. Yeah, and I told you before the, what you got picked out, man. I'm not choosing. I, I abstain. You got from to choose. You got Can to I put them in order? Choose a little tenderness. <laughs> nope, you got to pick one that you think is going to be the most dominating storyline of the start of 2020. But we're not done. We got one more. And, and you can't throw heck? Otis out there. <laughs> I'm going to get a little piece of that Otis before I leave, though. 
So then we've got the last one, the one that really turned the notch up a little bit, well, actually a lot. And that was this past Friday with the, 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 the starking imagery of Roman Reigns being chained up, dangling with dog food poured all over him. And, you know, the, the pain and the, the, the agony and the frustration and the anger that was in his facial expressions, that sold the deal. That was great television. Dolph Ziggler's face with the, the beard and everything and Baron Corbin. I mean, that was worth the, the, the watching, the, the paying for whatever, however you caught that moment. Um, watch it on Twitter, whatever. That was worth it to put it on the list because Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Roman has a heel to play off of that will keep Roman still fresh enough to be faced, to be loved. That can carry him over into beyond tables, ladders, and chairs. Because I wouldn't want Roman to win that match for storytelling purposes because in the TLC, he's got to go up against... Um, Corbin, we know we're going to see Dolph, and we may see Bobby Roode. So that's three on one TLC. We don't know what's going on with Seth. So Seth could come help, and he could not be there. So we don't know. So it could be Roman out on his lonesome. And then that's how you carry over. But this is the last pay-per-view of 2019. We're going to have to see how that's going to happen seven days from now, or eight days from now, technically. And it can go one way or another. So that's that's the last major storyline of, of worth tracking to see what would be a, a, a huge contender that's going to really grow exponentially in the beginning of 2020, leading up to the Royal Rumble. And then the Rumble will, will transition everything else from there. So... You got to pick. Is it Lashley and Rusev and Lana? Is it Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Finn Balor? Maybe throwing Dijakovic or somebody. Um, what the hell's Velveteen Dream, by the way? Uh, yeah. Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. Cody Rhodes uh, and his feud with MJF. Chris Jericho. It's Chris Jericho. The Fiend versus The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Or Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. You got to pick one that is going to be the the, the the sizzle, the hotness, the dialogue of the beginning of 2020. Who's mm. spitting hot fire, man? And this isn't even our last episode of the year. So <laughs> we bring we bring in the, the, the big guns out and we didn't even got there yet. Okay. Okay. Um not taking anything away from anybody that's named that I didn't pick. But Chris Jericho is gonna be your number one storyline going into twenty twenty. The man is fresh. He can tell a story with Matt skills. Uh, he's 
gold on the mic. Uh, geez, how, how much more do you need to know? Now, and I know I said a couple weeks ago that uh, Lashley Rusev, Lana, was like one of my favorite things on TV right now. And I'm not taking anything away from that, but it, it seems to be drawing to an end. And I have yet to get my Rusev beatdown of Bobby Lashley officially. So I'm still holding out on that. But um, Chris Jericho. Whew. Every week, he carries the flag for AEW and does not disappoint. Okay. So. I feel you on that, Miami. My pick. Are you ready? I'm ready. I said, are you ready? Yeah. Then for the thousands and the t- No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I've been waiting all night. Come on, man. <laughs> Well, we're talking about what's going to be hot in 2020, so you're going to have to wait till 2020. But my pick for the, the hottest storyline in the beginning is going to be The Fiend versus Miz slash Daniel Bryan or Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Really? Cause, yeah. Cause I, if they could capture lightning on a bottle times two, the yes chance... And the Yes movement is going to be explosive in the beginning of the year. Daniel Bryan is going to get the belt off the Fiend. Mm. I think it's not because no. Nah, I'm telling you, it's going to be a WrestleMania thing. But because they're not going to have a, a, a match match, in my opinion. If anything, they may all be in the Elimination Chamber together. So that'll be still they're in the match, but the Fiend can beat somebody else to to retain. Royal Rumble is going to be Daniel Bryan fighting through the face to win the championship. Or the right to the challenge to become champion. Daniel Bryan, I'm just calling it now. So when we do our show, I've already picked. Unless the storyline changes. But Daniel Bryan is going to win the World Rumble. Mm. He's going to face the Fiend. And he's going to beat the Fiend at Mania. Because however many people, or excuse me, however many pirates they're going to have in in that stadium, they're all going to be chanting yes. And it's going to take maybe about 15 knees or so. But eventually that three count is going to happen. And that is the payoff. At that moment. Now, does it mean he's going to keep it for a long time? No. Because you also want to give the Fiend a break. And then that's when I would have the Fiend come back with the Wyatt family. Hmm. So then you can, you know, do a little bit more and bring in or, or break and add another level to what's going on. Because you don't want the Firefly Funhouse to get stale. And you want Daniel Bryan to go to a place that he hasn't been to before. And he's going to need the yes chant to, to drive it and, and 
you know, he's going to have to dig deep and and be willing to go there, wherever it may be. So it could be a hell in a cell at Mania. Who knows? Who knows what the hell type of match it could be? It could be another match um, at, you know, it could be in the Firefly Funhouse. Who knows? A backstage match. It could be something, but it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be ridiculous. So I, that, I like the way that sounds. That that's not ridiculous in a bad way, but that that would be my pick. Hell, I wouldn't mind seeing the Fiend and uh, Broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> like, oh man, you know the Fiend would end up being uh, just a mute, and by the Fiend I mean Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know, being a mute, and then Matt Hardy has to speak for him. Who knows? You could do so many things. It could, it, there's so many doors that could be uh, opened up and opportunities. I like the way you got that going. But I mean, I like your pick. I mean, I agree. As much as I want to give it to uh, Le Champion, I just think that they're still trying to find that hero. And I uh, think they're trying to position Moxley into that slot but organically I don't think it needs to be Moxley he needs to stay in his lane at the moment it's too soon still for him to get that opportunity you know that Scorpio Sky match was organic in a, in a field so I was like okay that could be something you know but it, it has to be a, a, a polarizing face that that Jericho can play off of and then we'll see how that plays out because you know Jericho could do it on his own but he doesn't need to it's just pulling in more people hmm. I'm all for it sounds good well next week we'll be uh, doing the uh, the picks for TLC and then uh, we may do a couple deciding picks on some of the opportunities that's going to happen on the 18th between AEW and uh, NXT for their respective uh, major championship opportunity matches. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover that stuff as well, setting everything up for uh, our beginning of the new year, our second year of, of grinding in and and big things here at the Sideline Junkies, as well as the WrestleManiac. So it's going to be pretty exciting for some of the stuff we have in store. Uh, hope you guys and gals are ready. So Lord knows, I don't even know if we're ready for it. But <laughs> ain't nothing to it but to, but do, to it. do it. So I guess speaking of doing it, you might as well go ahead and tell them where they can hear us do it at. Well, of course you can hear us right here. Live and direct on Anchor FM, Radio Public Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Player FM, and Podtail. And of course, social media, Sideline Junkies on Instagram and Twitter. 
Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast on Facebook. And don't forget to hit the email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. That sounds like a plan to me. There's always a will, there's a way, and there's one of our shows on. That's yeah. pretty much how that works out. Most so, definitely. All right, man, what y'all got in store uh, for the sneak peek of um, Sunday Rise? Well, I'm going to try to round all the fellas up before 1 o'clock. Get together. Uh-huh. And just... We're going to, we need to talk NFL in general. Number one, uh, want to talk the whole Michael Vick thing. Um, the NFL top 100, get into a little bit of that, you know, different positions and everything. And uh, I'll say it now. I want to start a online petition. If it doesn't happen, it, we got some time, but if, if Brian Mitchell is not, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this upcoming year, I would like to start a petition to get his name on the finalist list and inducted into the Hall of Fame where he belongs. You can't be number two in all-purpose yards and everybody that's in the top ten except you are in the Hall of Fame. It does not work that way. Right. But everybody wants to make a big deal where he didn't really have a, a, a position. He was a running back, but he returned kicks and punts. He played quarterback occasionally. It's not his fault he was versatile. I mean, the man was blessed with many skills. Reward him. Put him in the Hall of Fame. But that's just a few things that I I, I, I want to bring up tomorrow morning. And just really get it all out there. Plus, just NFL in general, everything that's going on. Uh, why the Ravens so hot? But we know why they're hot because they got the sideline junkies quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So straight out represented DMV. We're not gonna get into that tonight. Yes, he represented <laughs> the DMV. <laughs> oh, I was gonna see if you're just gonna go ahead and take that or not. You better take this Super Bowl championship and stop playing. Look, they better do it. You better go to the parade, too. You'll be driving around in that area anyway, because I guarantee you at that moment, all you're going to be delivering is jerseys, hats, blankets, <laughs> Super Bowl championship this. It doesn't matter. You're going to be delivering all that stuff. I'll put it to you this way. A lot of places, a lot of business, homes I pull up to, they got Ravens flags flying in the in, in the front yard. It's either Ravens, gnomes. It's something Ravens oh, yeah. everywhere that I pull up to. Now, you know how I we did are, man. Across... We're going to be bandwagoning. When, it, when it's that time, <laughs> we've been waiting to bandwagon for a long time. And now that we got a shot, oh, <laughs> Fairweather Ravens fans are turning up everywhere. And some of them are probably diehard Redskins fans. Maybe like, I'm going to have to take the lesser two evils on this one. I did just want to have it in the area. You said what? I came across a Dolphins fan. Ah, what the hell are they doing up here? I have no idea. Talk <laughs> the hell out of me, too. They're probably still, you know, older. Like, Namath was my guy. That's probably what that was. That's, that's respect oh. for the OG right there. 
Mm-hmm. But hey, they 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 around. I, I've seen. I've actually seen a Cleveland Brown fan, but he was the whole street was Baltimore Ravens. It was one Cleveland Brown fan. I said, "Wow, wow!" And he had windows. I, I was surprised. I'm like, you stick out like a sore thumb, there, I sir. Think it you shot in Maryland. <laughs> but he, he they, I guess they figure he probably is a little special. But if it was a Colts. Uh, a flag? Oh, yeah. They would have burnt that house down. Well, it depends on... Now, see, that's the thing. If it's Colts, it's got to be... Most of the time, you'll see Baltimore, like, true Baltimore Colts. And a lot of people have a Baltimore Colts flag hanging that they had specially made next to Baltimore Ravens. Because a lot of people, a lot of people from Baltimore didn't defect to Indianapolis when the Colts moved. They hated the team for yeah. moving. A lot of the old players too. I mean, oh yeah, man, that fans. was that was a that was a that that that's the first sports ghosted in existence. Like, I still remember watching video on TV because I think I went to a game with my grandfather maybe two weeks before it happened, and then watching video of them rolling the trucks out and he just dipped mm-hmm. said y'all keep the stadium we'll care what you want to do with it we're out you know that whole area went down after you know, I mean man they had so many great restaurants and, and I mean it was a lively area it's what they built around Camden Yards and uh, Raven Stadium that's what it was over on 33rd Street back then and then from that point you know, it started going down. The drugs started coming in and, you know, became low-income housings and stuff like that to the point to where they just demolished the stadium. Yeah. They didn't even repurpose it for, like, okay, let's let, you know, Coppin State at the time have a football team there and play. Or, you know, they could have done so much with it uh, from the, the collegiate standpoint. But it, it wasn't – it was just so much hurt. You really didn't want to go in there if you weren't going to a Colts game. But, you know, the Ravens played there for the first, what, year or two? Yeah, but it was still bitter. Yeah. It was all, all the all the OGs and, and people. It was it just – it didn't feel right. It felt like you was cheating. And then, you know, when, it, when the job was done, you looked over like, why are you still here? <laughs> you know? What's for breakfast? Cereal. <laughs> and it's not even a good frosted mini wheats. But you got Captain Crunch frosted mini wheats. Get the hint. So that's how it felt. I mean, you know. But now. Gosh, years ago. Like yeah. uh, decades ago. Let me put it that way. And I still remember even talking about it. It's like, man. What's that been? Thirty five. Jay Z, yeah, that was Jay Z, Channel Thirteen, watching the video. It's crucial because you didn't believe it. I mean, that was the thing to do. Black, white. I mean, everybody came together, and you were Colts fans, you were Bullet fans. Um, uh, occasionally, Cat fans, um, and then uh, the Baltimore Blast was the last team that really 
before the Ravens came galvanized people together. And they played hard. That was an indoor soccer league, the Baltimore Blast. <laughs> and we had the Washington Warhawks. Yeah, yeah, nobody knows about that. So, uh, <laughs> very good. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the Redskins. So, oh, oh, low blow, but okay. Hey, I'm just calling a spade a spade. I was said the same thing about the Ravens two years ago. Like Ravens going to go to the playoffs. So does the Orioles. They always go to the you know the 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 wild card or something. And guess what they do lose. But that's just management side for the Orioles. Ravens. They made the necessary change, and then, oh, my gosh, what's happening? We're winning. Yeah, you got rid of the sucky quarterback. And if you are mad with me about saying that, make sure you go ahead and email Sideline Junkies. Uh, was it uh, at Gmail, Yahoo? <laughs> 24-7 at Gmail. <laughs> Y'all know it's true. That bum should have been gone a long time ago. Ray Lewis got us the championship. The bum couldn't make it happen a second year in a row. And there's no reason why. Number one defense it, it in the is, NFL, all you had to do was score. You had one a, job. But it's what? a reason. What's the reason? After the Super Bowl, he got that really huge contract. They couldn't sign, re-sign Anquan Bolton. A lot of players that they needed to get back, they couldn't re-sign. Mm-hmm. So him taking that huge contract was the reason. Though them offering him that contract, yeah, I agree, which is stupid considering that the person that should have got the huge contract was on the defense. That whole defensive line should have gotten laced up, but they paid the quarterback, and they had to suffer and ride through it. Well, Meanwhile, you got good coaches like Ron Rivera, who now just became a free agent, <laughs> can go where he needs to go, Dallas, um, to – uh, you know, to coach wherever he wanted to because at the I mean, I still think he was a great coach and the Panthers have a lot of great opportunity um, w- under his tutelage because they're a really good team. You know, you have bad times or whatever. Dallas needs somebody. Um, so Rivera goes over there. I think he could, uh, if they keep Prescott, they can do some things, but. Either way, Ravens winning the Super Bowl. Unless something ungodly happens, Ravens 49ers, in my opinion, is what, what it's going to be. So I think that's the best matchup right now because we just saw it and we saw how close it was. Now, watch and see what it, the game's going to look like this week with, with Baltimore. It ain't going to be that close again because they're about to put their work in. But the 49ers mm-hmm. have always been known for offense. So for a team that's always good in offense, they know how to stop an offense. And I think they'll make it happen. Or at least make it a good one. I may not pay attention to the commercials this time. They actually <laughs> watch the game. Even though the commercials have been lackluster over the past couple of years, too. Like last year, I was just looking to see what was going to happen with the Clydesdales. You know, that's bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the horses. Three hours of show. I'm just here for the horses, people. Just here for the horses. Well, the halftime show's got to get better. All of that. Yeah, I forgot. There's nobody memorable. I mean, it probably is, but who is it? Oh, this is a hip-hop one, isn't it? I don't know, because it was... Jay-Z had his hand in this one. I don't know. Who cares? We'll find out. Very sucky. Yeah, I know. I look forward to the uh, the best of the Super Bowl performances show that they do the Saturday night before. That's always a good thing to watch. It's only an hour, which I don't understand. 
how do you not show more of the Prince? How you show not show more of the, the Michael Jackson? How you not show more of the U2, the Madonna one? Y'all need to show Janet. <laughs> Stop playing around. It's been long Be- enough. Because uh, Prince, what was that, 06? Oh, well, what's that, 06? That was 2007, but you know, but it was 06 season. That right there, he played in the rain. And was playing purple. I mean, you couldn't script that. And, and Mike, Mike danced in the rain. Oh, yes. Could have electrocuted and died. <laughs> Prince out that? there, that consummate a, performer. What was that, 90? Was it 95 for Michael Jackson? Or was it 93? It, it was one of the Cowboys, too, but I think it was 95 because it was in the desert. Yeah. And that, was, that was the golden time because you went from uh, the, the well, you went from that to the NBA with, with Jordan. I mean, mm-hmm. man, man, that's some good times, man. Good times. When he took and he got on stage, he stood there mm-hmm. for what seemed like 30 minutes and he snapped his head. And every, they said like 17, 1800 people fainted. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's still an accolade Dwayne is still chasing. <laughs> they can chant but they ain't passing out <laughs> like, man Mike is the only person in this world that could have gotten probably 18,000 people pregnant and nobody would have cared pretty much you're like this is Michael Jackson who cares when's the new song coming out <laughs> Q1980s again <laughs> watch how long he was dominant spoiler alert but either way we didn't got off on another. We got to stop doing it. Every time we supposed to wrap it up, B, we always go somewhere else. Yeah. We need, start, we need to start getting paid for this. That way we can get sponsorships for everything else that we're talking about. Hint, hint. Um, but, hey, man, tomorrow, y'all got a lot to talk about. Obviously, you still fired up about Mike Vick. Just, you know, make sure you uh, give some props to the Ravens. You know, it's going to be hard for you to do, but you can do it. I got no problem with that. And then uh, tell the rest of the fellas that, uh, you know, the other uh, tag team partners said, what up? Go Ravens. Most definitely will do. And so, I guess we'll talk to y'all next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. I'm a little sad right now because I hate for the WrestleManiacs to end. <sighs> But that's the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. M-I-C- I'm the big guy. K E Y M O U. Can't finish it because we're not getting paid for him. <laughs> him so <laughs> that's the best you're going to get. My checks on rolling in from uh, the Miles anymore. So, you know, I can't, I can't give him top billing. <laughs> <laughs> You know how it is. Like, like that check's going to say Walt Disney on it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that magical swoosh. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah, okay, well. Yeah, All right, then. I think I, see, I think I got a couple of them OG blue checks around there somewhere. But man, that's I have to go put on my dazzle blue for the night. Oh, geez. I can't even fit in mine. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> New Year, January's coming. Make a resolution. Yeah. Get a belt and fit into the dazzle blue. Yeah, Whatever that's... comes first. Probably the belt. 
no, no. I, I, if I do it right, I can fit in a dazzle blue. No, you better better eat a burger and get that belt. That that that's what was that? That I was about. I had lost a lot of weight when I started because we started playing football. So I had dropped down to two hundred five, and then I bulked up to two twenty five. Straight I it was from all that uh, rock climbing you had to be doing. And that too, uh, arms and hands strong as hell. Mm-hmm. Remember, you better not let go. As soon as that thing started uh, inclining, oh, you better not let go. It's oh. leaning back. It's leaning back. Remember those training days. Man, mm-hmm. if you don't keep your behind on that daggone rock, how you going to coach somebody else? <laughs> oh, uh, the good old days. I actually can That's say now good. I miss jump zone. Oh. <laughs> I can say it now. Oh, yeah. I was happy to see it go. Like, I'm so sick of damn jump zone like these fools don't figure out what's going oh my god the floor drop ah, ah. oh ma'am just stand up oh yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah sit your behind back down and make it all the way down to the ground please i got three memories about jump zone i was the first one to jump to get a perfect school mm-hmm. first one to do that uh opening night was it opening night or may not have been opening night but either way charlie batch came down there he 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 got on it and I was I was working jump zone that night. Nice. Uh, and then I got in trouble by you <laughs> one time because I who was I? I was messing with somebody, and I was over by the rock wall, and I was over. I was moving around because wasn't nobody getting on jump zone. And you told me you said somebody could really get hurt on here. Oh, okay. And you had left, and I went back to messing with him, and all his boom. I said, like, oh shit, somebody on the damn game. You was like, see, I was like. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I got you. Hey, man, I've seen it happen. I was not speaking in, in what could us. I'm telling you what's going to happen. And you know what? I, I never, and whenever I worked jump zone, never had to worry about me leaving my post again. I would shout across the floor. Oh, the good old days, man. If we could go back in time and talk to our younger selves, I probably would have hit a few more people with a steel chair. That's all. Just a few more. But I guess it's might as well time for us to hit ourselves with steel chairs. Check out. And then uh, you need some time to get your production self together for tomorrow. And I will uh, be dabbing into some Star Wars action on uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Getting prepped for Rise of Skywalker. Can't wait for um, I'm going to continue playing around in this NBA 2K20 because uh, I'm I'm very pissed off with it. So in order for me not to be pissed off with it, I got to keep messing around with it. And uh, just buy some VC, you'll be good. I'm not buying no VC. <laughs> uh, no, the, the my player is absolutely, <sighs> but it's just only thing I'm pissed off about is the shot timing. Like, oh it'll God. tell me, oh, slightly late, slightly early, and it never goes in. I'm oh. like, I could be slightly you complaining? Slightly early. It could be uh, WWE 2K. You know how, man, I cringe every time I sell that game. But I do <laughs> sell it with a replacement guarantee. So if it stopped working, or there's something wrong with it, hint, hint, uh, <laughs> I'll give you another disc. <laughs> yeah, that game's garbage. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's horrible. 
But, you know, we'll see what happens. If they release, I don't know. I'm not even going to talk about a 2K21. Because if they even usher in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So we're going to let you guys go. Because I'm about to get angry already. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> go stab a superstar or something. Mm. <laughs> plush. Superstar plush. Let me correct that. People think I'm coming for him. Uh oh. <laughs> and even though I didn't I didn't get a chance to say it this week, um Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Liv Morgan. Love you ladies. Oh, you need to go back and uh give you an instant rewind and give props to Bailey and uh Nikki Cross. Mm, Bailey. Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss coming out there looking real good. <sighs> I just I, I love the women's division. I love yeah, it for more do. than one. I, I mean, I love it for various reasons, but hey, they got to go back to carrying the show. Mm-hmm. So. It's time. We need it. So, all right, uh, dudes and dudettes, we will catch up with y'all in seven, just like the love, the love connection. We'll see you in two and two. It doesn't equate to seven. Who cares? But it was cool <laughs> um, for all purposes, two and two. Yeah, he just showed his age with that myself. Yeah. Hey, man, that was the smoothest thing ever back in the day. I'll see you back in two and two. Like, oh, snap, that's four minutes. Dang, that's, that's G right there. Go to school. Like, yeah, baby, I'll be back in two and two. <laughs> like, what? Nothing. <laughs> Old theme song. You better get off now, man, because I'm really... <laughs> really back in the day right now so (laughs) (laughs) that's the people's choice don rodriguez i'm the big guy kg we are the wrestlemaniacs and we are out of here two and two this has been another sideline junkies production sponsored by anchor fm for any questions comments or even if you have a show idea you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.